Shamu crisps up out of the water with a human riding on Shamu's nose, which again, like terrible stuff, but also at the time, like just a really magical moment and like this image I have carved in my head. So when I hear that song, I am like, we can do anything. You know, I can do anything. We are, are here. You, it's like, it's funny because uh, maybe the song's for the animal, right? But they trained you to burn it into your brain to where now you just have this feeling when you hear that song. Hey, welcome to Rec Reflect. Today we have the infamous Jessica Burke on our podcast, a longtime member of TRAPS and now the education program coordinator for TRAPS. She's an advocate and champion for recreation in Texas. I'm so happy to be here with my best buds, Jordan and Will. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, did y'all hear that, best buds? Anyways, in this episode, we get a really cool chance to talk to Jessica about institute, how they work, how you can get your programs and your educational sessions and presentations out there and get you more involved in TRAPS in the future. And we finished talking about the Institute and College Station in 2022. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, Jess? You're muted. Classic. I have uh, classic seance. We're Jessica, so are you there? That can you we hear us? Don't talk before we're muted. How about that? <laughs> I will try not to mute myself, but I may have You're to. You're still muted. No. I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> little. I have a little puppy dog that works with me behind me. Oh, and, nice. uh, well, you can't tell us about a dog and not show us the dog. This would be the second episode we've had a, a had a dog guest. Yeah, Aaron Hart had Jack Bauer. Did Jack she Bauer, yep. That's a cute name. Hold on, I'll get him. Come here. Oh. That's yeah. Otto Otto Von Tinkles, the future Buda Wiener races champion. There we nice. go. Nice. There you go. What is it? Thoroughbred. Oh my gosh. Oh, pony. Do you have a specific spot in your house that you like you zoom from? Yeah, this is my bedroom. Like this, this is your bed. Way to rub it in our face that you're an adult and you actually make your bed in the morning. Did yeah. you know that over like half of adults make their bed in the morning, according to a recent survey? And I was like, there's no way. There's no way that's true at all. Like, Jessica, you're the only person I've ever met in my life who I think makes her bed. No, it's important to get this day started off right. I also need a place to throw my laundry to fold it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, ah, uh, man, this is bringing me back to when I was when I was a little JD. When I was little, like elementary, I was a Boy Scout, and so I found a workaround because my parents did make us make our bed every morning, and so I just took my sleeping bag and put it on top of my made bed and slept in my sleeping bag. Very so, smart. Do you smart. think that, that's where? Do you think I can trick my wife and do that now? Like that's where the road to education started for Jordan. <laughs> This is also, it's also a, uh, it's also a monster preventative, you know, like bugs and mice can't get in my bed if it's made. That's my logic. And so it protects me. I mean, mean mice get in your bed. Hey, I don't know. You know, I just feel very secure. Now now that I'm, now that I've heard that I might have to start making Jordan. I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a really big mouse phobia. I did not. Yeah, dude, you can't tell me you that because too? now I only want to mess with you with it. It's not like a, it's not a, it's not like a cute mouse phobia. It's like a, oh. a bad, a bad one. Oh, so you're talking about like Jordan? You'll ruin our friendship if you mess with me on it. Yeah, Melina would probably come after you pretty hard. I am more afraid of Melina than I am you. Well, I'm with you. I, it's like the stuff of nightmares for me. Well, I'm working through it though. Okay. Yeah, I, I got some people to help me out to work through my mouse phobia because I live out in the country now and there are mice everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, enough about me and my phobias. Let's talk about what are we talking about? This is well, oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Will uh Will has settled into his place as that he calls himself the face and the the personality. The personality of the show. The personality of the show, and I am the shoveler. Like, go do your work, you big dumb idiot. 
he he's like he's like okay guys we're running up on time and I'm like we're just getting having fun <laughs> we're just having I know, some right? fun here well maybe if this season goes really really well and people want to hear more of it maybe we can extend episodes maybe at the end of the season we'll release maybe a, a bonus episode of bloopers yeah i don't i don't know if anybody out there is looking for more of us talking but you know who knows who knows what are you hearing jessica do people like our podcast you know i'm, I'm hearing good things word on the street is that uh it is a very easily digestible format and <laughs> Is that, that is that code for there's there's two simpletons that talk to real people every day? No, I think like, that is the key though. Is the y'all are real humans? You know, I think the key is you guys are are real, and when people feel comfortable, this is real raw emotional stuff that we talk about. Yeah. People um, are well. Yeah, I think you know it's it's a different format. It's not our traditional education program where you guys have an outline and you tell me exactly what you're going to talk about we have learner outcomes but i think that's what's kind of beautiful about it is who knows what's going to happen i so when we were trying to create it i had the idea of like let's treat it like okay we've just done a day of conferencing and now we're all headed to the bar and we're just talking and will may or may not have a few drink adult beverages then we i'm clocked out right now so so i, I want <laughs> okay well Jess I wanted to talk specifically um, because everybody has been talking about the theme of making the transition in COVID and I think we've talked about that a lot but I think uh, we've gotten some people that are asking like organizationally like so you everybody that you're working with is having to transition and then you had to transition the the institute to online what, what was it two weeks before, like what was the where you canceled all face to face? So we canceled all face to face mid February. So probably oh, okay. yeah, I guess four weeks out is when we ultimately made the decision. What about um, so had been you had when did the, the idea for what were the three categories of interview like the game changers playmate? What were those? What were the three? So we had the um, we had one session. Uh, one room was the playmakers. And then we had the next room was the game changers. And then the last room in the initial format, we had planned on calling the pace setters. Okay. So the, you know, the, the theme of the conference was essential plays. So it was a, it was a little bit of a well, play on, it was a play on <laughs> the fact that this last year has really proven that parks and rec professionals are essential workers you know we you guys um were out there on the front lines covid hit and the response from parks and rec departments across the state and the in the country was just phenomenal you know from um departments pivoting to which by the way i hate that word but we're going to use it anyway so pivot, departments pivot, 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 pivot. Pivot. Like, are you saying that like friends pivot i think it just got very is it overused but is it like, the word itself is it the word itself like like moist like some people really have a problem with the word moist or damp or is it just or is it just the way that people have been using pivot so much i think i just i am i got tired of personally having to pivot right we all yeah. just kept having yeah. to change everything we were doing and so it got used a lot i think it was a it does describe what everybody is doing. I think we're just all tired of doing it, really. So I hear that word and I'm like, oh gosh, here we go again. Um, but but the point being that we, you know, everybody did pivot quickly. And and I think some really beautiful stories came out of COVID and responses, you know, from Parks and Rec workers at working the food banks and handing out food and drive through lines to outreach to seniors to the virtual programming that happened so quickly. Um, I think just some really, really great stuff came out of that. I think we should say, Jessica Burke, you're on the podcast with us. This is a dream come true for Jordan and myself because you made our dream come true and making this podcast happen. You're like, well, this had all went to our listeners out there. Jordan and I were like, hey, we should do a podcast. And we said, Jessica, can we do a podcast? And Jessica was like, fine, whatever, just do it. I don't care. No, she was very supportive. So this is kind of a fun, like, 
uh, way for us to get together. And this is our first time having Jessica on, probably first of many, because I think Jessica should be on many times um, of you getting to be on the podcast. So Jessica, tell everybody, all the listeners, those who don't know you, what you're all about, what your deal is, kind of how you got to where you are. And first of all, let me say, I am your number one fan. I love yeah. podcasts. And it had been an idea that, um, so Julie Rosales, she's our, our membership manager at Traps. She and I are both big podcast listeners. And, and uh, that's one of the things when I first started working in the office, we quickly related on was podcasts. And we were like, man, it'd be so cool if we had a podcast. What so kind it was of like, podcast are you? What are you podcast? a true kind of, Yeah, are you a true crime kind of person? I mean, I'll dabble in true crime. Really, I'm listening to You're Wrong About right now, which is... Are you guys familiar with this podcast? You're wrong about. Well, You're wrong the about. only podcast I listen to. I don't go listen to other people's podcasts. I only listen to my own. <laughs> I like you're wrong about. You know, Brene Brown. She never does you wrong. Um, there's this really good. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's it was a quick. It was I think they did six episodes with Bill Gates and Rashida Jones did a podcast late oh, in the year. That's pretty good. But no, you guys are you know. Y'all are my bread and butter. This is what I come back to every week. So, uh, would you so say we, guys, we are as good as Rashida Jones and Bill Gates? I mean, yeah, I think you guys could hold your own. Contemporary. Okay, anyway, keep going. Uh, well, anyway, when you guys came to us with the idea, I just we jumped on it. We were so excited with that somebody else had this shared vision, and um, so we weren't going to let the opportunity slide past us. And you guys have done such a good job of. Aww taking an idea and and going with it running with it so i i love hearing you guys and i love hearing your guests i mean y'all are y'all are cool but your guests are really amazing we, i will say we are really punching up with our our guests are have been amazing yeah yeah for sure i mean yeah. you have uh, that's a real heavy hitter you guys have started out so strong i'm a little worried you know it's kind of like you came out of the gate too strong we, I wanna, now people I wanna, will expect too much of us yeah, I want to interview a, a celebrity or some kind of professional athlete soon. That's my goal. Well, no, but we do we start off like shooting for like the highest high celebrities or no? It can be a total B, C. If somebody who has like Texas ties, like you know, like I reached out to some Rangers guys who were who were born in Texas and I got nothing back. But they were like, well, hopefully they're not listening to the podcast. But they're kind of like lower level guys. I'm just saying it by season five. We we will interview Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that or when, when he's the governor of Texas. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. We say we have the governor on, or we can interview finally interview Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You're still gonna bring that up? Uh, do you know what he's referencing, Jessica? So, this is your quiz. I yeah, you guys talked about this on one of the episodes, <sighs> but I am so I don't know about sports at all. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers oh. plays baseball, maybe. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Right, uh, Jordan. No. The okay, so, star, so I, I was the in my head. I played with Randy Rogers' little brother. I played football with him, and so in my head, I was thinking Randy Rogers. But what came out of my mouth was Aaron Rogers. And we had, I think it was, was it Shannon Coates at the time? Who did we have on? And then some, they might have been Malone. Was that with Malone? Or Malone? And then so they, I think Malone was just staring at me. And she's like, "Are you okay? Are you having a stroke, sir?" Like what's going on they're very nice about it so uh, will brings it up every i wasn't week. i wasn't as nice about it but i shouldn't tease you because now you know my deep dark secret that you can tease me about so i, sh I should stop teasing you about things i'm gonna sing you every for your birthday i'm gonna sing you like a singing telegram with a man in a mouse suit mm -hmm. okay so total side story that a side story my mom is a librarian and uh, every year when we were kids, she made us dress up like we got to be the mascots, like Clifford the Big Red Dog. I had to be Mordecai the Mouse. <laughs> He's like a mouse detective guy. So I've been inside. I've been inside their brains. I still. You've embodied a mouse before. I've embodied. I yeah. I can. I can see them. I can be them. I just. You know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. So. Okay, sorry. Well, you guys were talking about sports, so I thought we were talking about sports, which again, I can't help you. When my dog wins the wiener dog races, he yes. you can interview him. What is training like for that? Yeah, lots of treats, you know. Lots of treats. Lots of treats. Lots of, uh, yeah. Short does run it, sessions. Does, you can't run a doxy too hard. Does he do those 
what would you call it? Is it like a dog slalom when they go in between the poles? Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, can you do yeah. that yet? Yeah, yeah. We haven't gotten that far in training. Yeah. Okay. Or more like you know, on. fetch. Fit. Fit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, back on track for a little bit. Jessica, yes. can you explain what your role is with TRAPS? What do you do with TRAPS? Yes. So I am the education programs coordinator for TRAPS. So I um, work with some of our fine volu TRAPS volunteers to come up with new education programs and also support our existing programs. And I'm also the maven of CEUs. So anything CEU related comes straight through me to me. If you don't know where your CEUs are, if you don't know how to find them, get them. Education at traps.org. Just email education at traps.org. Yeah. Now, I can't guarantee that I have them if you didn't submit them. But if you've attended a TRAPS event and submitted CEU, Form. Last year, I, mean, I don't know if you remember last year, Jessica and Galveston, I had to like, this was before the podcast and everything. So you probably, I was just like, who's this random person walking up to me? But I had to walk up to Jessica on the second day of Traps in Galveston with my tail tucked between my legs. I was like, I lost my CEU forms. Can you help me out? She was like, oh my God. So yeah, so don't mess with Jessica Burke for all the listeners out there. Here's one thing that's really exciting though that has happened since, I started at TRAPS and I won't take any credit for this, but it is an exciting development in CEU land, which is not the most exciting land for a lot of people. But for me, I'm into that kind of, you know, continuing education mm -hmm. stuff. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Last time, Will, when you were at Institute and you lost your form and we had to go Crazy. through this whole thing to like get you a new form, right? We are pretty much not using paper forms at all anymore. We are almost 100% digital on CEUs. Hey. So that's really exciting. It's very big league. Uh, so if you're a TRAPS member and you attend an education event and you submit the appropriate form, which usually looks like, uh, you know, click over to this form and give us your information and then tell us maybe one thing you learned about this session or, you know, verify you attended by signing this affidavit, um, that kind of thing, then it will just automatically go into your TRAPS membership uh, profile. So go in and set that up, link your picture up to it, and then that's where you'll find your CEUs, which is to me Shout amazing. Out. I know, I love having that. Another okay, so part of being a member. Nerd, nerd question, because I don't know that anybody else will care about this. So if people are wanting to create educational sessions for the Institute or for a regional, is there a way that we can create it and it be worth more CEUs? Like, are there like degrees of like something that's worth a lot versus something they're like, hey, we can give you the good old wink and the nod, good job, pat on the back. So CEOs are all tied to length of time. So it has to do with the okay. length of the session. And of course, you know, we're not going to put forward something that's not quality, doesn't mean learning objectives. Um, so everything that comes through traps meets a standard, you know, a minimum standard. Yeah. Um, but there's no necessarily depth of quality per se. Okay. So typically one hour point one CEU. So so speaking of depth for quality, what do we need to get to do? What do we need to do to get people who listen to the podcast to get CEUs? Can we say for like every 10 episodes listened to, you get a C, a 0.1 CEUs? That's so funny. We actually had an email about this the other day asking if there were any plans for this. Now, oh. here's where I'm going to disappoint you. And I'm going to give a shout out to Jeff White out of Hutto, Texas, because this was his question. And I think uh, Jeff is an avid listener from what I understand. Jeff reached out and he's, he's an avid listener. So shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Um, who has also been a big supporter too. I think when we started talking about it, he was like, that's a great idea. So uh, here's the deal with CEUs is I got to know what the content is going to be to approve the CEUs, right? So if you guys ended up taking a left turn and talking about maybe kind of non-educational things for a long period of time, be Guilty. real hard to give credit for that. So I, yeah, we could do it, but I think it would really take away from the format of the show and the value of yeah. this show. But here's what I'm going <laughs> to 
here's like long-term. Okay. So I'm not talking about tomorrow. <laughs> what it would take to give CEUs for a podcast would be, we'd have to have like, okay. So the podcasts you listen to that are very education based, right. That are more like a lecture. That's yeah. the kind of thing we could do a CEU for, which we could throw, sprinkle those in. Maybe you know? a small, right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, not every week, but like do a fun kind of like, or do a non kind of, well, educational one. Yeah. So I, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I think what's, what I really love about y'all's show is how organic it is. And I think people like hearing real people. And so uh, taking away that uh, we have to cover these topics kind of yeah. I think lose some of the, some of the beauty, but so there you go. That's why it's not that, I, but here's what I'll also say, like this still is to me, it's part of our education programming, right? Like it's not a CEU, but there's still so much value in what you guys are offering and the interviews that people can hear that I, I still consider this a part of our educational programming. Well, I thought it was really cool how this last year we got a chance to hook up with so many of the presenters at TRAPS, you know, and like at TRAPS, you get this kind of 45 minutes to an hour long window to like talk, to hear someone talk, just outwardly talk, right? Like. I don't know, top of my head, like Tiffany White is a great example, right? So Tiffany goes up there and she gives her awesome presentation during Traps. She's such an amazing speaker. She's doing her thing. And, and because there's no one there like in person as much, like she's just up on the stage by herself talking and, and giving her spiel, which she did great. But then hopefully people got a chance to get to know Tiffany on more than like just a presenter basis. You know, she got they got to know her a little bit with me and Jordan a little bit and kind of like, oh, okay, cool. This is, and before Traps ever happened, this year, happened not transfer happened, but the institute happened in frisco it's like you might have got a chance to listen to tiffany talk and get to know her and now you get to go kind of support her while she's up on stage and so they, they, they there's like a marriage there right there's a there's kind of an overlap there and i think that was one cool thing that maybe we didn't set off to do at first but i really enjoyed how we got to do that and that's a, that's that's because you jessica you were like hey these people are coming to traps to present i want you guys to talk to them and, and that was really cool yeah unintended that we're so the rec world is already kind of small like yeah. a lot of people know the same people i think that at least for me and will it's making it feel smaller like we're every time will talks to a guest they talk about to the three to four people that they've worked together with in in recreation so it's it's always like do you know this person and, and so it's small world and it's really fun to see the connections well, I, I, I really enjoyed that too. And I hope too now people, maybe if they're listening for the first time, they are hearing that this is, that they can go back and listen to those people. So if they saw them at Institute, maybe they can go back and check out now, you know, yeah. the, the, the interviews that have happened. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited um, about exploring that avenue further, just that, that we get to spend a little more time. You know, I get to know the speakers really well most of the time. I get to have one-on-one -on -one meetings and talk to them about their session and, and so I'm, I'm, I love that other people get in on that a little bit more now too. Yeah. What were some of your proudest moments watching the Institute unfold this last year in Frisco and virtually what were some moments that made you look back and say like, God, what a crazy year this has been. But at the end of it, like looking at these moments, make it kind of worth it. Do you have anything like that? Well, you know, one moment that I thought was really cool, Will, which was a, again, a reflection of this podcast is when uh, I was sitting in Dr. Brown's hotel room with him and and Tom Norquist trying to get their, you know, get their presentation on the on the flash drive so I could take it down to the production company. And you you come in for the podcast to start that. And just the fact that we were getting so much time with these guys was really yeah was really a cool thing. Um, so that was, I, that was really neat to see that all come together. You know, you walk in, that was really the first time we've connected in person on the podcast because yeah, it happened. So yeah. It happened during COVID. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. You coming in with a microphone. Um, honestly, you know, we, we, we started working with this production company with grit productions in the fall and we had to put a lot of trust into them that they were gonna do this right for us because this was brand new territory for all of us. Mm -hmm. I have never worked with a film production crew before. 
Um, and so we talked about it. We saw Zoom videos, but walking in and seeing that stage set up there in Frisco, you know, if you were at home and you were watching that live stream video, they had this, you know, nice background and um, looked like they were on a stage. But if you backed up 10 feet from that, there were monitors and cameras. And then if you backed up past that, there was a whole production team. I mean, like, six techs working back there, two producers running around. And that was really cool. I mean, that was a real, you know, it was a new skill set for me to learn. Um, but it just was, you know, the the work that goes into a production of that scale was was neat to see. So it was cool. Uh, actually, Tiffany came in the night before a few of our presenters did, but uh, Tiffany was the first one that came in to kind of like test run the stage. Mm -hmm. And just getting her up there, mic'd up, and she started her presentation. I felt like I was at a TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Can you give us a sneak preview of Jordan and I's evaluations? Did we do okay on our on our presentation? Hey, I'm not I, I'm not gonna give anything away because that is nothing is as fun as opening up those evaluations and reading good comments about yourself. Come on. But I feel I, I feel like those evals, like there's let's say if you have 10, there's two of them that are like, hey, great, you walk on the moon, you're great, you hung the moon, you walk on the stars, great job. And then there's four or five in the middle, they're like, you should not be as tall as you are, it's distracting. And then there's always two that are like, you are horrible people, and you should be fired from whatever career you have. And then there's one person that always gives the zeros, and they're like, we didn't like lunch. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what did I have to do with that? I have tried we have changed our evaluations a little bit because previously it had a question about was the, did the room meet your satisfactory needs or something along those lines? I mean, it was a good question. It gave us feedback about the environment, but it got rolled into the speaker scores. And usually it was like, it was too cold. The chairs were too close together. <laughs> it smelled bad. And so uh, we, we pulled that out and put it into the main session evaluation, but no, one of the things I actually loved about this session, and some of the listeners may not love it as much as I did, but moving to the online CEUs, one of the things was that, you know, we had to verify that you watched the video. And so we could do that through watching, like, see, you know, looking at numbers of who watched it and seeing if people logged in. But, you know, what's to say you didn't just turn it on and just turn the volume down and leave it running. And so we did ask a really pointed question related to, you know, what, uh, what did you learn from this session that you will be able to apply to your job, which is not a question we've ever asked people before. And so we have gotten some really uh, in-depth responses and just really good data that tells us how much, how, what people are taking away from these sessions. You know, I think people figured out pretty quickly, oh, I need to pay attention and then I need to have something to answer here. But some of the some of the stuff that people have reported is just really profound insight into, you know, new ideas that they've learned, uh, new strategies they're going to go try. So I'm really interested to see, you know, long term, uh, did people actually do those things? And if, it, if anybody's listening and you did learn something at Institute or you did start a new program or, uh, you know, try a new, try a new strategy for something and you had success or failure, man, tell us your stories, email us, email me, um, let us know, or email the presenters. That's the kind of, that's, that's good stuff to hear. We love hearing how, what people learn through our organization actually does to change their life. Is there talks about, about in 2022, still doing the on-demand stuff as far as maybe recording and putting it back out there? Because I, I really enjoyed getting to sit down and, and watch a few of those on my I'm own time. I'm so jealous that you got to sit down with Tom and Stuart face-to-face. -face. It oh. wasn't that good. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you too. Oh, you're still on that? You're going, yeah. So listen, That's just, I, yeah. okay. If, if you missed uh this presentation that have uh what nature wants you to know about play so we're talking about dr stuart brown um who started the national institute for play and then tom norquist from play Corps. this guy dr brown he has a great ted talk 
So that that's a good place to start. If you missed it, you know, the conference is closed. You missed it for this year, but he's got this great TED talk. So you can just Google him. And he talks about play behavior in animals, which he, he touched on at Institute too. But I used to show that to my uh, introduction to recreation class at Texas State. So I taught that class for yeah, a couple, maybe five or six years. And I showed that video every single semester and I was just so into it. It's just so, it's just, hits all the buttons I need it to hit. You know, it's it's a great video, that's right. And so I was so excited when Shannon Coates suggested bringing him in for the Institute. So I, yeah, I just am a total fangirl, you know? And uh, so it was a big deal, it was a big deal. I feel bad because I was like, oh yeah, sure, it sounds, sounds like, a, I don't, I've never seen a TED talk. And so Jordan was like, poor Jordan, poor Jordan. He just was like giddy, giddy, Ellis, and I feel so bad for you, buddy. But it's gonna happen. It's gonna we're gonna be together in person soon, and travel around and everything. And 2022 at College Station will be such a big year that we're just gonna interview anybody who wants to interview with us. I don't even care if they're going to traps or they're just from random person off the street. We're gonna interview them for the podcast. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about 22. Let's do it. Traps Institute. 2022 will be in College Station, Texas. February 14th through 18th, we will be in person. That's me knocking on wood right there. Yeah. Will we have a virtual live stream, beautiful website you can go to? Um, Probably not. It's pretty expensive to pull that off. So it's kind of a one or the other type deal on that. But will we have some kind of virtual components and virtual programming that's that's a high priority item. The feedback coming back from this year's institute is that people found a lot of value in those pre-recorded sessions. And so having some kind of mix of some pre-recorded or some content available after the institute, you know, whatever that looks like, I think to me, the most important part about the on-demand stuff, I mean, some of it is you attend the conference, you can't go to every single session, you know, it's just physically not possible. And so you can catch some of that stuff later. But more importantly for that, for me, is the accessibility of it. The people that have never been able, they can't travel. They got kids or they've got parents they're taking care of. St. Angelo or something. Yeah, whatever. They live, yeah. And so being able to reach people that would not be able to access that information otherwise is what to me is just the most critical part of that. So um, I'm really interested to see. We haven't run the numbers yet on first-time attendees this year in 21, I'm really interested to see that, but, but people are, we're, we're pumped on it. People like oh, yeah, where in college, like, where is it being, where are you going to hold? Is it on campus or is that like, we can't tell you where it's going to be. It's not no, finalized. It's at Texas A&M hotel and Kyle field complex. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. Um, so, so on that 2022 note, so, so Jordan and I, and Jordan just kind of is so sweet and kind. He hasn't got to interview his hero, but he just drags along his little buddy, Will. No one else can call me his little buddy except for Jordan. He just drags me along and does these, he's like, hey, do this presentation with me. I'm like, sure, it sounds good. Um, so Jordan has been really cool and, and gotten me to help, gotten me into giving these presentations at Traps and these educational sessions. What is your pitch to the people out there who are like, like ah, I'd love to talk about the subject at traps and I'd love to do an educational session on it, but I don't know how to pull it off or I don't know, like, what is your pitch to those people who are like maybe on the fence about it or who aren't, who are like, I never thought about giving an educational session at traps. Cause I need, I think we need more people, you know, get, diversify our groups of people who are out there presenting things like that. What is, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I totally agree with you. Well, I think we have a lot of members and future members that have some really great ideas and are doing some really cool work in their community or have some really interesting skill sets that, you know, we just, they need to share with the world. And so one thing I love about your and Jordan's relationship is that Jordan did, I'm not going to say bring you up, but he did, he, you know, he, 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 he helped you. And uh, I think we need more of those kind of mentoring partnerships. So if we've got a seasoned professional that's presented a few times, grab a, uh, somebody without that kind of experience and help them, you know, let them co-facilitate a session with you or show them how the proposal works. So I think that's a big piece of it is that mentoring part. Um, and if, if you don't know, you know, if you're like, I don't know, if you have uh, somebody you work with that's presented, 
ask them for advice. They'll look if they like to if they like public speaking, they'll be happy to talk to you about how to do it. Um, I think also, well, also I'm, I'm here, I'm a resource for anybody. So if you have an idea, if you think, oh, I'd really like to present on this, you can always give me a phone call or email me and we'll set up a time to talk. And I, I'm happy to help develop sessions with people. That's kind of a little thing that, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. A hobby you have is just a little hobby. I do that outside of work hours. I like it so much. And so I think that's a good place. I think also, you know, it's just biting the bullet and doing it, just taking that first step. And sometimes that first step, you know, a regional conference is a great place to start. Um, A one day workshop, you know, something a little smaller scale. And then we can, we can move up to Institute. Um, But it's, it is super attainable. The other thing I'll do is shout out to some kind of, you know, practice within your agency offer to do a training. Um, if public speaking is really off-putting to you, join local Toastmasters chapter, get a little practice with public speaking. So there's a, there's a lot of strategies, but I'm, I'm happy to tell anybody or help anybody. Maybe, this is maybe a thought. You, okay, so uh, anytime that I can, I also try to go to Allie's presentations. Oh, Allie Thomas, yeah. Yeah, Allie Thomas, because I'm just like, it's not fair that you get to be that good at this. Stop it. Um, maybe you and her can give a presentation on like how to develop the idea and give presentations. I, you know, we've done that, not, not Allie and I per se, but we've had sessions like that previously. And it sounds like maybe there is a, a desire for that, maybe like a webinar or something throughout the year. But, you know, I think give out still, the, I'm going to tell you, Will, yeah. you need to get in there with those future and young professionals too and do a session for them it's not a bad idea because um i'm almost whoa what is it happening on your screen so i i have this is how i build presentations like something that guides my my verbiage and how i'm thinking about it it's bloom's cognitive taxonomy and so it has different like are you sliding something down so yeah so it's like this it's an insert that comes out and then on the back side, it has, you know, so it's like, remember, uh, understand, apply, analyze, evaluate, create, all the different things. And so I try, uh, because when I was first doing, like, I think my first presentation at Traps, I think it was uh, a note that I got on it was, it was like, hey, this is not supposed to be an undergraduate lecture. And I was like, do Yeah, noted. you know, so I was, that's what I was going to kind of add on there, because I think one thing that myself and all the listeners can agree on is, is we are just so tired of hearing professors talk. Um, and so, so on that, but on that, I think that there's a, there's definitely an avenue and Jessica, you're so spot on with like the future of young professionals. I'm about ready to break free of Jordan. I'm ready. I'm ready to break apart from him and be like, you go, you No, I'm just kidding. I always want to present you, buddy, but I'm ready to break free and like, fine. I'd love to find someone. If anyone out there is listening, especially anyone in the FNYP branch, she's interested in doing a presentation with a goofball like me, let's do it. And I'd love to be someone's Jordan Daniel, I guess is the big thing. Um, but we could do that with Jessica and Ali. We could do like a, a Jessica and Ali could be like, this is what to do. And then we could transition over to me and Jordan and be like, this is what not to do. And just play clips of our past presentations. And, be like, and maybe we need to just do a whole episode talking with Jessica and Ali. Like, how do we, how do you build one? And you take us through the steps. Yeah, cool. I think I, I think that's a good start. I think, you know, so we're talking about Allie Thomas. She's the faculty at Texas State University, if you don't know Allie. And she's yeah. a good friend of mine. She's um, She actually is who pulled me into TRAPS. So I'm going to give all the credit to her because she was the one that really got me first involved with TRAPS back in the day um, and pulled me into presenting. But yeah, here's the thing. You know, part of it is, I'll say Allie's got this quality, Jordan, I think you do. Like, I I love talking to people and I love speaking in front of an audience, like having a captive room full of people that <laughs> listen to me, just uh, I, like it. it uh, you guys are freaks. It, it gets me fired up, you know. I think that's part of why I liked uh, teaching at Texas State so much, or I still do teach because it's that's guaranteed uh, airtime for me. But not not everybody has that. Uh, I don't know what the word is. It's not healthy, probably. But um, oh, but session. I think 
that obsession. Right, right, right. And so I think though, like, Will, you know, you're saying like, that's not normal. Uh, I think it's good to hear from other people too, that don't just naturally want to get up and do a song and dance in front of people, you know, a little more. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like, yeah, I'm with you guys. I I, I love being up in front and as someone who's on a podcast, I just love the sound of my own voice more than anything now. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I think that we've talked about this so many times in the podcast now, like, and Jordan had the perfect email today. What's up fellow nerds? Like there's fellow recreation nerds out there who want to get up and talk about their stuff and maybe just don't have the, haven't had the the push to do it. And so maybe this is, maybe this is their push to get out there and, and put yourself out there. And it's like, just because it's not just the Institute, it's, uh, workshops and uh, there's you know you have your regional institutes like if you haven't gotten one of those check it out like there's so many opportunities to get yourself out there and it's not just about like putting yourself out there and, and hoping people like you it's it's a good way to network and it's a good way to um, tell your story like we talked about so many times on this podcast right tell your story this is a great way to tell your story is to get up in front of a group of people who are a captivated audience who do care about what you're saying and and talk a little bit and and have that so there's a difference between a captive audience and a captivated audience, but captive. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so exciting to me is I, I love people because I, yeah. every single person has a unique story to tell. Right. And I love hearing what it is. And so I, that's part of what's so neat about, I think the menu of choices at Traps is our speakers are all so excited about whatever it is they're doing. And that's going to come across in different ways. But, you know, hearing hearing that great insight from so many people across the industry is just so rich and meaningful and in a great way to get connections. So, yeah, I think, Will, I love this. I love this uh, endorsement for people to come forward and be speakers at Traps and Will's open invitation to contact him yes you know yeah and listen if the proposal is you know if you click on the education proposal so we're about to put out the call for proposals for institute if you Uh click on it and you're like i don't know what we're talking about here you know what are these codes and what does this mean i've never (laughs) written a learner outcome before that again is stuff take a stab at it and if it is if you're off base I'll reach out to you and say, Hey, like, let's, let's work on this one a little bit, or let's talk about this a little. Um, now that doesn't mean every single session that's submitted is selected for Institute. So we do have a, a task force that um, it's a peer review task force that goes through the, the proposals. Unfortunately, we can't take all of them. You know, there's so many good sessions. We can't take every single one. What are some areas you think we're missing that we haven't really talked about? about an institute that's like, man, we could really use this focus, this area a little bit more? So it's a good question, Will. And I think, you know, it kind of depends year to year. So we may Uh get a one year, we'll get a heavy focus and we'll get 20 sessions on summer camps. Or, you know, this year was really heavy on uh, equity and inclusion, which is not surprising given, given the times. Um, but we, there, there was, you could see a theme running through from submissions in that area. Um, some years were real heavy and we're, we're usually real heavy on the programming side. You know, programmers are usually pretty excited to share yeah. what they're up to. Um, usually, you know, we could use a little bit more um, sessions. Typically, we're reaching out for more parks related sessions, kind of operation side, um, which is, we, you know, that's great valuable information we need it sometimes it just takes a little bit more um coaxing to get those sessions just maybe um yeah yeah that's really cool i think that there's definitely not that you look down and say oh all these sessions they're all different in their own way but i do think there's ways we can get out and and get some different ones in in there and just some one of the ones and this was a, this is an interesting one one of the most interesting sessions i've ever been to was actually when i was in virginia it was all about park signs and like uh, interpreter signs. It was all yeah. about like, how do you set, and there's the whole science behind everything. Like how do you set up these interpretive signs where people come by and like read them maybe about history or read about the park a little bit and like, how do you catch their eye? And how do you, it was such a cool, I, it's never something I've had, the, unfortunately I haven't had a chance to, to implement it in my everyday work now, but it's like always something that stuck with me was all the science he talked about behind the interpretive signs. Um, and it kind of was a really fun way for me to see someone I hadn't seen before and get interested in something I hadn't seen before. And so 
if there's something if you're doing institute if you're doing regional work and all that kind of stuff like go take a session that doesn't directly apply to your job and go learn something that you might not have thought about learning when you first came into it well yeah why, why would you go to learn something you already do a ton and you know a ton about like go go extend yourself figure out especially if you're young like learn how to do so much in recreation don't get yeah. so focused on the one job yeah sure. and i think i would encourage people um to really look towards those learning objectives too so we always post the three learning objectives for each session that's part of our you know we're accredited by iaset which is the international association for continuing education and training which is an international nice. accreditation yeah do you go um, to a conference for that i, I it seems like you would go to the continuing education conference. Um, I have done several workshops and webinars, but we are, so we are accredited, right? So that means we have to meet very specific standards about uh, continuing education. And one of those is that we always post the learning outcomes. There's always at least three. And so you read the title and you're like, oh, okay, like I'm intrigued. What's this about? And then you read the description and you're like, okay, like that's kind of cool. But then if you look down at those three learning outcomes, this is the tangibles. These are the walkaways. This is what I'm going to learn in this session and, and take away. And I also encourage people, if you're trying to justify attending a conference or a workshop, you know, trying to get your boss to give you the day off or give you the money to do it, that's a really good place to focus your energy too. It's like, look, I'll be able to come back yeah, with three strategies so. for uh, implementing this new protocol. Love it. Love yeah. it. Okay, Guys, well, we, we are running out of time. Yeah, we've got to we've got to transition into the questions we ask every guest we have. Will, it's customary that you do this. You probably hopefully have heard. Uh, hopefully you've listened to it all the way through an episode. But uh, we've got to ask you what is your what is your walk up song when you're getting yourself pumped up for traps or for institute or whatever it is when you gotta get hyped in the morning. What is Jessica walking out to? So I I knew this was gonna come up and I thought about this. And it's a quick story that goes with it. So when I was a teenager, uh, I worked at SeaWorld, which I know we're not supposed to talk about SeaWorld now. It's bad, but this was like in the 90s. So it was before like we knew that that was, going. was bliss at this point in time. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so my job was I worked in the entertainment department and I audited all of the shows. So I had to go watch the White Whale and Dolphin show and the Dog and Bird show several times a day and just make notes on like they you know did, did all the lighting cues happen one time whatever um and and every night they had the chamu spectacular and every single night when i watched the show they had they played sticks sail away come sail away you know you know what i'm talking about right is, it, is that it your starts, song yeah 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 okay so because like it starts out like you know, I'm sailing away, right? And it's like just all yeah. smooth. And so I'm sitting, I, I like when I hear that song, I still have like a super visceral reaction where I'm like, okay, I'm just waiting for that moment. And then boom, like the big drums and Chimu crisps up out of the water with a human riding on Chimu's nose, which again, like terrible stuff, but also was like this. Time. At the time, like just a really magical moment and like this image I have carved in my head. So when I hear that song, I am like, we can do anything. You know, I can do anything. We are, are here. You, it's like, it's funny because uh, maybe the song's for the animal, right? But they trained you to burn it into your brain right. to where now you just have this feeling when you hear that song. That's a good one. Don't yeah. So that's, that's my song. So. that way. Comes to the lake. Why yeah. is that that one sticks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and other other than being at SeaWorld for the day, what is your like ideal day of play for Jessica Burglar? What is what is your recreation, your leisure look like for you? You can have an ideal day of play. Yeah, yeah. So we, my family, I got two little kids, and we are traveling to all of the state parks in Texas. Nice. And we just sealed the deal on a little tiny camper. And so my nice. ideal day will be setting up the little rig, doing some hiking, and we always got to get in the water, even if that means, you know, if it's a park with no water, then we just fill up a bucket of water and splash around and just smore. Do you have a favorite state park? Oh, that's a loaded question. They're all really beautiful, but I did just visit South Llano River State Park in Junction, and it was 
awesome. It was really, really cool. And uh, Becca Manning, she's a TRAPS member. She's also the superintendent there. She'd be a great interview too. She um, She's doing a great job running that park. So it was, it was cool to, to see her in action. We went to grad school together, but then also it's a, just a nice little park. Lots of river access, but a quiet park. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. A day of play. Just like Jordan. That's what Jordan's trying to do is get all the state parks, aren't you guys? Well, I'm trying to get all, I'm trying, we're trying to get all 50 states and as many national parks as we can. Fair. We have a, uh, in our, in the entryway of our house, we have the, the, the map of the United States and it's lottery paper. Like, so, yeah. So when we go to a state, we, we get to scratch it off as a family. So, well, we're ready to take this show on the road and do a Jordan and Jessica and Will and all of our families go camp and have fun and we'll do a camping podcast. Yeah, go check in, do some interviews along the way. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we can get a like a sponsorship deal from somebody for like three RVs and we're or like we just yeah. take this travel like have a travel train of people and a podcast. I think people would be okay with that. Once they get to know us, I think people are pretty okay with letting us do whatever. <laughs> they're just like hey here's the keys no insurance you're good just go yeah they're like well if jessica burke trusts you then i guess jessica trusts you to put a podcast on i guess we can let you do whatever you want now we have gone around and we just have been saying bill traps like me and will will go do stuff we're like sure, just right. send it to jessica burke at traps they'll take care of it right, right. hey listen i'm not taking full responsibility for this the traps staff was fully <laughs> responsible for uh, approving this podcast. So you guys are giving me a lot, a lot of credit and a lot of liability here. So I'm going to go ahead well, and put this on. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I love your risk management good. mind. This should be the first of many episodes of Jessica Burke, by the way. This is this will be like a part one episode. And then more and more and more from here, because you are a champion for this podcast and we appreciate everything you do for us. And, and for traps, just in general, you work really hard. And I think everyone who's listening to this, for the most part, knows how hard you work. And if you don't, then she's willing to hop on with us, too, and talk about this stuff, too. So obviously, she's a hard worker. Um, and thanks for being on with us, Jessica. Thank you guys for doing this. I know that this is, y'all take time out of your own lives to make this happen and give back to the traps membership. So this I is, pa- I feel like this is a passion project. Like I love that. Just because we love it so much, we want to keep talking. We don't want to only have to wait for Institute to talk to people about recreation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's to talking to people about recreation at Institute and all the times in between now and then. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jessica, thanks so much today. Hey, thanks. You guys. Always fun. Let's do it again.